What do you say, guys? It's a great day in Tiger football. It's a great day in my life. I promise you that. You're listening to the Tiger Tackle Football Podcast with T-Bob and Carter the Power. Welcome back, folks, from the depths of not doing podcast anymore. The Tiger Tackle Football Podcast has returned. His name is T-Bob Frederick Abad, the Six of Nottingham. What's going on, man? Yeah, what's up? Okay, that was... Uh, that was an unexpected start there from the completely normal conversation that we were just having like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. So congratulations. Uh, Keep me on my toes from the beginning. You know, I love our podcast arts. Uh, I started a new one called Comics on Sports, um, and I interviewed uh, a, um, a, an improv actor who's just very successful, one of the best in the state. And I kept some of the off-air stuff, and he was drinking a cup of coffee, and he said, This is hotter than Satan's dick. And <laughs> well, how do we know that Satan has a dick? Yes. That's I mean, that's a little food for thought right there. And and how do we not know it's not like just cool? Like that part of it that part of his body might be cool. We don't know. So icy cold to the touch. It's where it freezes <laughs> whatever part of you it touches. Oh, I would imagine that Satan would have all sexual organs. Right. Because how else do you engage in ultra-hedonistic orgies if you can't have a little bit of everything going on? Exactly. And that's Satan for you. I, I love this. I really do. I, I thought about that, actually, after... Satan? Like, Satanic orgies? Yes. Well, that's no, what you love? No, I, was thought of, I, I I when we were done recording, I, I went to mention to him, I was like, how do you know Satan's penis is actually hot? You see, I, I, I don't... I just don't know. Because I would think... I don't know. You you might want that part to be cool, but I don't know if Satan has any control over that. Nah, I mean, I'm I I think I gotta I think I gotta side with your improv friend because <laughs> as far as you know the information and the intel that we have on hell, um, <laughs> it seems like Satan's uh, genitals would be not just hot, but like potentially like surface of the sun hot. So, yeah, let's go and get this out the way, man. Last show on WWL. Um, dude, it, it, it's sad, man. It really is sad. Double coverage, man. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, last night did my last show. Dude, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Um, I, I had an amazing time at WWL. I've been there three and a half years. Um, they took a chance and gave me a shot when... I didn't really have a job or direction in the end, man. It was, it was awesome. It saved my life. It was great. I had so much fun uh, on the show. But uh, other opportunities have risen, and, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I needed a little bit of a change. I, I view what I'm doing as uh, the next step. But, yeah, currently, as of this recording, I am, I am unemployed. So maybe thinking about picking up Uber for the night. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, get, get, get some cash flow going. Yeah, and for those asking me, I I have no comment. Everyone's blowing me up. Where's T-Bob going? Where's he going to do radio now? And everyone was sad because you and I, I remember our first segment together on Double Coverage, and y'all were at the Greenbrier. It was three years ago. It was actually right when you started. Yeah. And Tim obviously got me on there. Shout out to Tim and Christian. Love those guys. Um, 
And y'all made me follow Willie Rofe, of all people, one of the biggest yeah. guests you've ever gotten. You guys are at the Greenbrier, and I am following one of the Saints legends, arguably the greatest Saint I mean, of all NFL time. I mean, NFL legend. You're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah, easily a top three or four Saint of all time. Y'all are at the Greenbrier, and some LSU writer from Arkansas had to follow. And I remember I was like, you guys, this is like me following Dave Chappelle on stage. Like, what are y'all doing? This is just garbage. And uh, I remember, <laughs> dude. I remember that now. No, but look, but as they say, the rest is history. And that, that seed was planted right underneath Willie Rose's big, beautiful presence. And now it has grown into the Tiger Tiger Football Podcast. Yeah, and... I want I want to recap uh, a little bit later when we're done talking Cruton. Um, our I, I actually think people I, I actually have a group of about five to ten people. I had a lot of my listeners just download the WWL app and like listen to the segments and all that. But there are some people that have listened the entire like two and a half three years. Like my friends that live in New Orleans, and a lot of them like called me after our segment on Friday night and said that was one of the funniest things they have ever heard in their entire life. So. You guys got to listen to this, and then we'll get to that a little bit later. I was a part of the cra- one of the craziest things I have ever witnessed. It is as South Arkansas redneck as you will ever hear, so you want to stay tuned for that because our segment got hijacked by me talking about this thing. So uh, you, you do not want to— Wait, so are you going to explain it later on in y- this podcast? Yes. Are going to dive into it right now? No, no. I got questions. Yeah, yes. You, I know you have a lot of questions. I know. It was bizarre— um, but <laughs> do people still are hitting me up about this and I will give full explanation with video a little bit later. I know you can't see it, but I'll, I'll tell you where you can, you can find the video of what actually went down on Friday and how I even ended up out there. It's just absolutely insane. Anyway, uh, it is national signing day today and it was a very interesting day. The LSU Tigers had an amazing day. There's no other way around it. They brought in a ton of the elite players that they were searching for. The defensive recruiting in this class is absolutely crazy. Now, did they get the five-star Marvin Taylor, I believe, that went to Florida State? No, he went to Florida State. Marvin Wilson. Marvin Wilson, excuse me. Um, Close enough. And and wait, for the record, I also don't know anything about recruiting. Um, (laughs) I am looking at an article on The Advocate right now, which just has a little cheat sheet. Yes. So Marvin Wilson, excuse me, goes to Florida State, but a lot of surprise gets uh, today. I sounded, I hate, I sounded so recruiting writer. They had so many good gets today. God bless, so many good gets, and, yep, yep. and the the gets were good and goody gets. Uh, Tyler, it ta- was, uh, so I, I like we talk about. I don't know much, but. To me, just on the surface, this class could have been disastrous when you look at a a coach fired in September. They then held off on official visits uh, during the season because Coach O wasn't the official head coach yet. So then you got to wait until even after the bowl game to announce that. And uh, or was that before the bowl game? No, they announced it afterwards, right? Yes, yes, it was. They announced it after the bowl game, and then finally you could really go full all in. On recruiting, so for them to have a list this impressive, kind of uh, coming from behind, like kind of like a stretch runner, uh, it sounds yeah. Look, it, it sounds like Coach O did his job here in uh, year one. Even if 
some of the guys that people got their hopes up uh, got their hopes up for ended up going elsewhere. And Ed Orgeron was named before the bowl game. Excuse me, but uh, but it, you, so he was named before the bowl. Yes, game. yes, really. Yes, it was. Remember, it was a few days after. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Actually, now I remember. Okay. So, so either uh, way, still a later start than ideal. And when you have a head coach fired, you always run the risk of classes like falling apart. Absolutely. Now, defensively is where LSU really shined in this class. They had six early enrollees: that's Jacoby Stevens, Austin Deculus, Grant Delpit, Manny Netherly, Lowell Narcisse, the quarterback. Uh, who has had the two ACL injuries on on separate knees in the last two years, and Justin Thomas. Um, but today, uh, LSU got two big the two biggest pickups in my mind. Um, Tyler Taylor, the inside linebacker, obviously a position of need. Even though they pulled, yep. even though they pulled Jacob Phillips last week um, from the depths of Oklahoma, and I and the biggest, the highest rated prospect they got today. Was I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, Kalevon Chasen. All I know is I watched Kalevon Chasen. That's all I like to say. Kalevon Chasen. Chasen. Jacques Lefebvre. Also, I got to say, what kind of idiot has a single letter in front of their name? God, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, who would ever do that with some form of punctuation right after the first letter? I have no. Oh, oh. God, dog. Never mind. But let's move on. Kalevon's not an idiot, actually. You know what? I applaud his name. I know. I know. Is is he the craziest name of this bunch? I mean, I'm allowed, just like you know, black people are allowed to make fun of black people, gay people, gay people. I'm allowed to make fun <laughs> of stupid names because T. Bob A. Bear is an incredibly stupid sounding name. Yes. Um, I'm I'm looking at this list. Sadiq Charles is kind of funny. Maybe some like. Suck my Sadiq. Uh, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Racy McMath. It kind of sounds like a uh, like like a uh, softcore porn infused computer math game from the nineties, where you solve like simple additions and you unlock different pieces, like different pieces of racy pictures. Right. Uh, <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not that funny. I, like, I don't know if I'm seeing anything. Uh, what about John Trey? Interesting. I mean, I think Fideri and Mathis could have been funny. Missed out on him. You missed out on Marcavius Bryant, who was up there. And, uh, yeah. John Trey, John Trey Kirkland. I like that name. That sounds like. John uh, Trey's up bad. So, uh, yeah, I guess Caleb Vaughn wins the, uh, what, what, what would it be called? The uh, the Key and Peel Award? Yes. <laughs> the key. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. Keegan Michael Key uh, hosting the NFL Honors this weekend. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Hopefully, I rewatched an episode of Always Sunny last night where he plays a game show host, and it's oh, it's so funny too. Everyone talks. I, I, I think Key and Peel, what they did over three seasons, becoming funnier and funnier, and becoming as consistent as they did, and going out on top. They, they, hell, I mean, it's it's hard not to be impressed with them. Always Sunny. People say it's the best writing in like television comedy history with Danny DeVito. Always Sunny is incredible. Haven't they like not won any awards or something crazy? Like they've never won an Emmy. Yeah, it's it's something like that. So the, the because oh yeah, that's right. Somebody told me there's an episode where they get upset about Patty's Pub Pub never winning an award, and apparently that's kind of like uh, a. Uh, 
little, little, oh, little metaphor for their own uh, struggles. But, uh, yeah, before we uh, embarrass ourselves with uh, our, our great recruiting breakdown, recruiting! Kaylee Vaughn Chasson is my favorite player in this class. You know, I, I, I said that. Is he the guy who's the heir apparent to um, Arden Key? Yes. Dude, he, it's, dude, they're carbon copies. They are carbon copies, and he might be. Are they clones? D- uh, dude, dude. The clone Arden Key without us knowing. I think so. Because that opens a Pandora's box of ethical questions that I don't know if I'm ready to deal with yet. Exactly, and they tried to hide it by bringing him in here at the end. And uh, I, I think it lines up. I think it lines up perfectly. If you watch his tape, you would think it's Arden Key. The kid is incredible, and I can't imagine both of them coming off the edge at the same time. Um, yeah, he. you go watch him. He's intercepting passes out of midair, coming off the edge. Dude's unreal. Um, Tyler Shelvin's another guy I like. 376 pounds, and... Here's my favorite thing about a little, little, little too big, a little too big. Yeah, you can't. I want him about three thirty, so he's just got to lose a casual fifty. Don't hang out with Traven Durall, even though he's gone. Going to Popeyes every day, you can't do that. Yeah, uh, son, you always got to play Traven with the Popeyes. Dude, I, I, it's my favorite untold LSU story ever. No one ever talks about that. Like a Popeyes addiction is something we've all had to deal with. Like, I've I've gone through some sad things over the past month, and I just went and. Ate biscuit after biscuit after biscuit. And that's just me. And, uh, Man, I want some Chick-fil-A. The, but that's neither here nor there. Ooh. Recruiting. But here's the thing. My favorite thing about Tyler Shelvin, and no one's talking about this. Nobody is talking about this. On his Under Armour All-American clips, all he's doing is grabbing the guards and like, throwing them out of the way. Like in these one-on- First off, one-on-one pass rushing drill is unfair to the offensive lineman every time. Every single time. Yes. Yeah, and thank you. But if you're one of those alignment that can win consistently, like whenever you see that, then you know you're dealing with a real beast. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, th- those drills that those that was my favorite drill because I knew the dummy quarterback couldn't move, and then I'd be able to set up the guard when I played. But anyway, no one cares about my career. Uh, Tyler Shelvin would just grab the offensive line and just throw him out of the way, but no one. Gave him all the props in the world for not giving a crap about his pants showing off his ass crack at the same time. That is the definition mm. of a man with size that does not care about what you think. And See, that's, that's going to get him played at LSU, though, because that is also the sign of just, 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 a, little, little, just a little overweight, yes. a little sloppiness. It's gonna, it's, he, he's going to catch some ribbon at first, but... You know who else caught ribbon at first for being way overrated? Trey Turner. And now he's like the best guard in the league. So, exactly. Or what, whatever. He's one of the top guards in the league. And your boy, Coach Moffitt, will take care of him. His son, Aaron Moffitt, in this class as well. Yeah, uh, Aaron Moffitt's Jack, dude. He's so big. Yeah. Uh, two Catholic High Baton Rouge kids in this class, including Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, shout out to Tyler Shelvin um, because – I like big men that aren't afraid when their pants show off that ass. I feel bad for the big guys. Like, whenever you see them at restaurants and there's nothing they can do about the ass crack thing, 
They try their best. Well, see, okay, I, I, I disagree with this, dude. You can always cover up your booty crack. No, you can't. It's not that hard. Pull no, you can't. Pull up your underwear some, get a longer shirt, pull up your pants. Like, there are ways to hide it. And as far as on the field, I'm much more of, like, a Chance Warmack gut guy than yeah. a butt crack guy. Butt crack's sloppy. I judge, if I'm seeing crack, I think you look unathletic. Exactly. And that's what I like about it. Tyler Shelvin brings an everyman attitude to the game. And <laughs> I, I, He's relatable. Exactly. Tyler Shelvin, I love you. You're my favorite player in the class. Okay, but I bet you you won't see no crack from Shelvin at LSU. Guarantee that. Oh, yeah, Moffitt won't let him get on the field if when, if he's still that fat. There's just no way. Um yeah, you know Moffitt. Big bone. You know my big bone. No, but look, that said, I know big bone. I'm t- if Tyler Shelvin's parents, I did not mean to call your kid fat. I did not. Yeah, mean- way to go, dude. Yeah, I, 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 I just praise. I just, I just praise your son. Unbelievable, he's my favorite player. And here's the thing. I have heard really, really good things. Last night, uh, we talked to Sam Spiegelman, and he had of uh, uh, Sam's on. Uh, SECCountry.com. Love it. Love he that had time. very good things to say about Shelman. And back to the ass crack thing. All right, here's why I don't think um, people have control over it because normally you're going to see these people at restaurants, so they're they're eating, adding to the problem, and who cares uh, if you like <laughs> who's the guy? No, who, dude, you got to have enough self respect. To not be showing ass crack. That is a level of, like, I've given up that I don't think reflects very well. Hey, so you do a lot of the, um, the ma- not, not necessarily Magic the Gathering, but you you do, like, a lot of the Star Wars tournaments, right? Like the uh, the board game tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played, uh, I played in a uh, regional over Mississippi just a couple weeks back. All right, and here's the thing. If you go to one of those, you're going to get an ass crack from one in every two or three oh, players. Oh, yes, yes. It's from one in how much? One, I would say one out of every two or three players you're going to get ass crack. I think, no. See, now I think that's a bit of a common misconception. I think if you're talking about magic, that could be the case. I also think that there is actually some really funny galleries that you should check out on magic where there's this one funny fat guy yes. who goes around hitting the pray, prayer pose behind yes. all the crackies. Yeah, okay, so that's great. That's hilarious. But when you're talking about X-Wing, this sounds bad, but that is a game that you have to stand up for. you kind of uh. got to move around. Uh, it is not uh, – I would say actually the vast majority of guys are not fat Okay. That, uh, play X-Wing. Okay, so I was stereotyping everyone there with Magic the Gathering. Like at the tournament I was at, we're probably looking at like a 1 in 10 booty crack, if that, maybe even less. Okay, so when I was in Fayetteville – all my friends who are super athletic, by the way, they play Magic the Gathering. And I went into one of their sets, and they're like, hey, you should come watch. It's so cool. And I was like, this is going to be awful. But I went anyway, and, dude, it was the most filthy thing I've ever seen. Like, there was pizza boxes, uh, high, like, stacked high, these players with long ponytails showing off ass crack, didn't care, with cauldrons. Like, Where was this? It was in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And what was this? It was a it was a Magic the Gathering like store, and oh okay yeah. And, well, every Friday Magic, if you go to any game store on Friday nights, you will find Magic. Friday night Magic is a big deal, and Magic is probably what keeps a lot of game stores alive nowadays. I like it. I like it. Hey, shout out to our boy Miles Brennan. Hung it out. 
signed with LSU today. We have we have been big Miles Brennan guys uh, since the get go. Uh, the ladies will stay will not stay off Miles Brennan. Um, <laughs> like, I hate Miles Brennan. I think he's overrated. <laughs> Every uh, no, I don't know. I mean, and also I I I, uh, I don't have a lot of expectation for Miles Brennan off the bat. I don't really think he's overrated or underrated because I haven't even. Watch any of these kids play, so I can't really comment. I'll just say that I think Etlin and Brandon Harris are my leaders in the quarterback clubhouse still. Yeah, so signing day is over. LSU's recruiting class looks like it's going to be a top five. I mean, it just depends on where you look. Um, Alabama, Ohio State, those guys are at the top. But uh, LSU finishes with the top five class, and it was a very weird time. Coach O took a lot of chances. He recruited a lot of players out of state because he wanted to go for the biggest of big national names. And guess what? It ended up paying off for him So, uh, but more often than not today. So you got to give so, Coach yeah, a I lot mean, of credit. Some experts are saying just the fact that he was as much in some of these conversations as he was was a testament to how they recruit because they were not even on the radar like three or four weeks ago. Congrats to Coach O. Honestly, this was uh, this was not easy. This was not an easy thing to pull off, and he made this defense elite, and it's going to get even better. And you get a guy like Chase, uh, Chase, ah, and you get Kerry Vincent. You get all these wonderful players, and I, I just can't, I can't say enough good things. I honestly can't say enough good things about what uh, Coach O was able to do with this recruiting class. and You just said enough good things. Well, yeah. Um, like the phrase, enough good things? Yes, I did say that. I, I, I did say that. Oh, you're talking about you're like just very impressed with the class. I, I am very impressed. I am very okay. I, I'm very impressed. I, I see a lot of good players when I watch the tape. Yeah, yeah, of course you, you – it, it was it was okay. I trust you. I tell – I tell – It I wasn't tell, very punny, was it? It Jeez. I tell – Welcome to the Punderdome. Uh, oh, hey. Yeah. Can't, can't, hey, you had that one in the back pocket. Can't, now, can't claim that one. Can't claim that one. I mean, it's, I'm, it's not like I've never used punny before. I've probably used <laughs> punny a times. Anyway, um, how's the wifey's travel schedule right now? Good. She's actually back in town, okay. so that is cool. And... Uh, yeah, excited, you know, excited for a little shake-up coming soon. But, um, yeah, no, that's, that, that's all good. She's finally back. Y'all gotta, so it's y'all, not, like, lonely bachelor house anymore. You, y'all got a place lined up, and um, y- y'all, are, y'all are ready for the new adventure? Or? Yeah, <laughs> good save. Good uh, save. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, yeah, we, we got all that taken care of. We're still taking care of it as well. Here she is right here. What's up, baby? Hey, baby. You going to spin? Have fun. Spin. Work those glutes. Work out them glutes, baby. I, I almost. Talking to Carter Bryan on the Tiger Tiger Football Podcast. Awesome. Hey, I I almost went. Uh, I almost went spinning the other day. All right, love you. Uh, spin is not for me. The one time I went, uh, I don't think I had my seat adjusted right. My my taint was bruised and very painful. Uh, shout out to, um, what was it? There, there was something I wanted to bring up. Oh yeah. The long off season. Great. I am totally looking forward to this. Uh, yeah. We're almost there, man. Unfortunately. Yeah. What, uh, did, did you, did you enjoy spring ball? 
No, like playing it? Yeah, like spring football. Did you actually enjoy no. going to practice? No. I mean, but like, whoever really liked any sort of practice for football. Really? Very rare. Spring ball's not bad. I mean, there were some springs that were better than others. Like, there were some that there was a lot on the line, so they were super intense. And then it's kind of funny. I guess it's how the middle ones were when you're trying to win those jobs. But the ones at the beginning, when you know you're not winning a job, and at the end, when you've already got your job, those are not as uh, those, those. Those are a little more chill. Yeah, we'll get into more off-season storylines because God, we gotta we, we got some pods to do. We got I don't want to get into like positional breakdowns and all that because that'll that'll come with time. Um, you know what? You know what I want to do? I've always saved this in the back pocket. All right, and I have a lot of stuff prepped here to talk about. I'm going to scratch it all. Anyway, uh, my final thoughts and T. Bob's probably too on the recruiting class. It's a good class. LSU fans, as they always do, they're going to go back and say, oh, well, we should have got the kid Marvin Wilson or Taylor, Marvin Wilson, whatever, that went to Florida State. We should have got him. If I would have sent one more tweet to old Marvin to tell him how great Walk-Ons is in Baton Rouge, we could have got him. So you're going to have those LSU fans that are going to be beating themselves up over, uh, over missing out on some of these kids. But in the end, Coach O did a good job. Wouldn't you agree? For any answer that I give on recruiting will just be full of filler BS because I've not watched a single second of any of these kids playing. But from what I read, I give it the T-Bob two-thumbs-up treatment. That means <laughs> that I give it two thumbs up. The more you know. I love it. Um I want, to, I want to bring this up. I've been meaning to talk about this on podcasts, and this is going to be one of the big draws to this episode. I'm going to reveal to you, T-Bob, the greatest LSU offensive performance of the past decade, or the, or the Les Miles era. The greatest offensive performance, and you think of all these great ones. You think of Jarvis Landry against Arkansas with the one-handed catches without Odell, and the backup quarterback, and him calling the game-winning play. And you think of Jeremy Hill in that breakout uh, game against South Carolina. Um, you think of Zach Mettenberger in that, that game against Georgia, even though they lost. I'm going to give this to you right now, T-Bob. Are you ready for this? This is going to make you – I'm not going to say wet because that's weird, but it's going to make you wet. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. The greatest offensive performance in the Les Miles era – is Josh Jurassic against J- Davion Clowney on nice. on three nice. on on a, nice. a, officially three days notice to play that position? Uh, from what I was told, that might be different, but there was no one really knew. No, who, that's real. That's real. Yeah, no one really knew who was going. Who got hurt that he had to take over for? If I remember correctly, that was when um, Alex Hurst just got up and left the team. I think that was it. Wasn't that it? Or it was some somebody I I don't know. There there was also an injury that might have I might be getting my ears mixed up. Either way, on short rest, Josh Jurassic had to go up against the freakiest of freak athletes we have ever seen in the SEC. And everybody was saying how he didn't have any chance. I was one of those people. I mean, nobody nobody thought he had a chance to block Jadavion Clowney. And I did a piece on SB Nation. I, I probably should find it to give you more accurate numbers. Um, Clowney lined up. Clowney lines up on the right side every time to go up against the left tackle. And uh, I, I think it was like 62 of 69 or something like that plays Jurassic 1. It was something like that. 
Uh, yeah. It was. And look, I mean, look at what Clowney just did this year in the NFL coming off a of microfracture surgery. It was ridiculous. It he, was, almost, he almost killed Tom Brady. Exactly. So it's it was I don't I and obviously it's an offensive tackle and it's hard to judge a singular offensive lineman, but dude, a lot of the times he was one on one and there was only yeah. there was only like one time where he just had a brain fart and left Clowney unblocked and at the last second uh before Clowney ripped Zach Mettenberger's head off, Lyle Collins dove and like pushed Clowney just a little bit. Out- just got knocked him off course a little bit. Yes. So outside of dude, that, dude, that's a great pick for best offensive performance of the Miles era. Dude, it was crazy. I, mean, I personally think about uh, T. Bob Abair versus uh, ULL in '09, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's that that's probably up there too. I think, um, yeah. I mean, of course, everyone's gonna have their own opinion, but. I I I was just blown away by that. I remember going through and actually watching the tape and marking down each play. I I I couldn't believe it. I I could not believe it that he dominated Clowney that badly. I'm actually pulling up the piece right now. I can't believe it's still up. And they were not supposed to win that game. Like yes. LSU was not supposed to win that game. That was South Carolina's year. They were ranked higher. LSU was supposed to be down a bit, and uh, because of Josh, they got it. Here was a final play. It was sixty-seven plays, and I and I was I was generous to Clowney. Jurassic won twenty-nine of them. Clowney won fifteen of them, and plays that were ran to the opposite side or just a push was around twenty-three. So still, yeah, Clowney had like batted down a pass, but outside of that, he didn't make any big plays. It was ridiculous. It was it was utterly ridiculous that Jurassic did that. On just a few days, and LSU ended up winning that game. That was the that was the Jeremy Hill breakout game. Um, Straight but, up, Jay Hill, baby. But um, but yeah, it was um, that that was that was that. So, but um, I'm gonna go with Auburn 2008 when I had a 13 yard kick return. Wait, did you? Yep, I think that's the best cool. offensive performance in the Les Miles era, kind of hands down, honestly. We see that's not offensive, though. It's just special teams. Uh, yeah, but they gained 13 yards, which Game is basically team. like offense. Yeah, uh, what did uh, – like, uh, what, what did you, you obviously don't know how football works. Yeah, I'm not. I know nothing about this sport. Touchdowns are worth four points. Um, what, uh, what, what goes through your mind when big man when like you – When you figure out that Beyonce's pregnant? Dude, what's up with that? I read that earlier. Well, I think that um, Jay-Z and her had sex, and he, um, well, ejaculated inside of her, and now they're pregnant. It's the biggest, is it the biggest scandal in history if it's not Jay-Z's kid? It has to be, right? What if it's just like a little Justin Timberlake pops up? (laughs) Please, 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 please. I mean, I don't want to kind of, you know, get myself in trouble, but don't be surprised. He looks like me a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I'm saying. Sl- slid it in one time. There you go. Yeah, she was in New Orleans about nine months ago. So that makes, uh, that, that makes, it makes a lot of sense. It makes, it makes a lot of sense, man. Um, but yeah, dude, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. I, I think, um, Dude, I'm not a big Jay Z guy, first off, and I'm a big Beyonce fan. So, 
I wouldn't mind a switch to Justin Timberlake, who I'm a big fan of. So, or a switch to uh, T Bob. If that is your kid, congratulations, man. Yep. You hit you hit the damn lottery. That's... Yeah, I'm like uh, Chappelle in that episode where you get the Oprah pregnant. Right. <laughs> going to see Dave? I'm so excited. I'll be in New Orleans in a few weeks. So, uh, going to go see Dave Chappelle. Pretty excited. Oh, yeah, dude. How pumped do you get? Yeah, someone, uh, someone texted me earlier. CK's in New Orleans tonight. He's in really? New, he's in New Orleans tonight. Louis. And, and Louis, yeah. So he's in New Orleans tonight and tomorrow night. So... Who knows? I might just drive tomorrow and just go. Hell, why not drive back in time for the show in the morning? Um, oh my god! I would the, do it. The to, crazy part is, is that you're crazy enough to do that. I make overnight drives all the time for uh, stand-up dates. Why not? I'll, I I do not give a damn. Uh, I will. I Man will, mode, dude. Respect. Right. You know, I uh, I was thinking about this. About I was watching the Senior Bowl, and I was watching Duke Riley, and I was looking at him, and I was like. Dude, this guy, I think, is going to play in the league for a long time. I think he's better than Perry Riley when he came out. Now, they're not related, but they play the same position. And hey, Perry Riley's been in the league now for like over a decade almost, right? Dude, I he's, mean, he's coming up. Uh, I'm about to look up Perry Riley's career. I did. He, he did a. Dude, he's a great interview. He came on my show right when he got with the Redskins. And now he's with the Okay, Raiders. no, so he's been 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, so seven years God. in the league for a man, Perry. Kelvin Shepard, too. Kelvin Shepard's been in there, too. Um, and I think uh, Kelvin was a year younger than Perry. Um, and they were the same age. Oh, really? They both went to Stevenson in uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Oh, did they not leave it the same year, or did they not leave at the same time? I I don't. Maybe I, not. Maybe I, I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. Maybe Kelvin was one year younger. Not sure, but I will. Um, I will say this: I think Duke Riley's better than him. I watch I watch him at the Senior Bowl, and dude, that dude makes plays. He makes plays, and he's going to start off as a special teamer, and then eventually he'll be a rotation guy. I am of all the LSU players coming out, obviously. Leonard Fournette's going to be the big name that everyone follows, um, as will uh, Jamal Adams. And then after that, of course, you trickle down to like Tredavious White and those guys. But I, I think I think Duke Riley is going to be a freaking stud in the NFL. Well, I mean, look, the one thing about Duke is that people, like, I guess the one criticism is, yo, you haven't seen it two years in a row, but the reason why he's such a surprise, why he, like, he shut up so much, is look who was ahead of him, man. Quan Alexander, uh, he's one of the best linebackers in the league right now, and then Deion Jones, who is uh, on the all-NFL rookie team. Yeah, Alexander... And about to play in the Super Bowl. Right. I think Alexander led the league in solo tackles. So... Yeah. Um, so, so, like, so, yeah, there's no shame in not playing until your senior year if that's who you're sitting behind. Yeah, um... And that's three really damn good middle linebackers in a row. Right on the heels, like you said, kind of of like Perry and Shep. It's wild. It's a lot of talent. Uh, how about this quote from Josh Groudon from a punter on LSU? He said to top recruits, don't come here thinking you're top S-H-I-T. That's, that. Wait, what? Did you see that? A punter. Josh Groudon. He said, don't come in thinking you're top shit. Yes. I, oh, man. I, I mean, that is true, but, like, come on, punters. Punters. Let's, let's, let's come on now. 
They they you know what happened? Marquette King of the Raiders. Stay, stay what what did the kids say? Stay in your lane? Yes. Marquette King of the Raiders started having swag and then everyone else started thinking they had swag too. Um I mean Brad Wing was uh, one of the original uh swag punters. Well he scored a touchdown. Both on the field and on Twitter. Yeah, I, I see him on Odell and uh Jarvis's Instagram account always. Um but um but yeah, Brad Wing, man. Uh, that 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 dude's got some that dude's got swag swag nasty li- written all over him. Love it. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that's about it. That's all I got. Uh, do you have anything? No, no, yeah, man. Sorry, I'm I'm. To be honest, I'm a little whoo. I'm a little I'm a little, I'm a little tired. It's been a, it's been a crazy few days, and especially this last month, kind of known this was happening. And I had to keep it in, and it's weird to work at a place where you know you're leaving like for like a month and a half it was i mean no but the intercom was amazing during all this love right. them but uh i am excited for the next step i'm a little tired but i'm glad that ttft is back yeah you know what and I, I was getting asked a good bit about it i know uh last week i mean way like it had been like three weeks we had a couple people on twitter talking about they were still listening to like the old episodes um, did you see that? They were like tagging us and everything. And, um, I was like, oh, okay, man, we got to bring this back. Like people actually listen to it. The fifth ranked, <laughs> fifth ranked. I know that is always funny. The fifth ranked Arkansas LSU pod. We get about, it just depends on the iTunes numbers. I don't, I don't look at those or the Stitcher numbers or anything like that, but we get, we get a good. Some like, like, I think it's like something like 370,000 downloads or something. Yeah. 370,000, thousand. Thousand yeah, folks. Yeah, thousand. That that. <laughs> so, Put some spec on the pod. Y'all, you guys, you guys, we'll 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 keep doing it. Uh, we won't do as many during the season because we got a crazy couple of weeks. Um, and guys, just just stay put. Quit badgering T. Bob about where he's going. His next move. It'll be announced eventually. Um, and yeah, it'll be like the next day or two. Yes, it's gonna it's gonna happen. A lot of you will be listening to this, and you're gonna know. So it's gonna sound dated in that way. Um, just go ahead and answer it. No, I'm joking. Totally joking. Um, but um, but yeah, and I've been busy too, stand up and all that good stuff. So uh, you guys, I just want you to know that I love you, and I want I want this story to be told about our segment, our final segment ever on Friday. All right, I promise I would share this. So. I was getting ready to drive to Baton Rouge. Like, I had my bags packed. I've not been to Baton Rouge in months. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going. We am going to go see the entire family. And I'm walking out of the door, and one of the most loyal TTFP listeners hits me up. And he's like, Carter, I'm having a crawfish boil, and there's going to be beer. There's going to be some bitches out there. It's going to be a good time. And then he said afterwards... We're also going to burn a pool table. He actually said, we're also going to do some white boy shit, and we're going to burn a pool table. <laughs> and you know, whatever, okay, all right, whenever someone tells you, we're about to go do some white boy shit, you don't know what's about to happen. You don't. I was like, what are we going to do? Are we going to watch, like, Arrested Development while drinking Franzia? I mean, it could be anything. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is that how you say Franzia? Franz, uh, is it Franzia? I say Franzia. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. I always think of it like Fra- I always say Franzia. Oh yeah, you're classier, Franzia, 
Franzia. 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 And some El Dorado. That's what's up. Hey, Carter, where's the Franzia at? I'm ready to drink. <laughs> there you go. There Get you the go. damn there box of Franzia. Uh, but, uh, but no, so I go out there, and here's here was his line of thinking. All right, this is Backwoods' line of thinking. He, the idea of burning the pool table came because he was going to eat the crawfish on top of the pool table, and he didn't want to dispose of the crawfish shells. He didn't want to deal with the trash. So it's like, okay, we'll just burn the table, and that'll take care of it. And that's it. That's it. Shout out to Cody. Cody's my dude. Wait, wait. Okay, so, so how did the actual burning of the table go? Okay. Was it badass? Yeah. Yes. Did it so, just go up in flames? Yes. So, like, how'd y'all light it with some gas? Oil. They had like actual. It looked like they they went to Saudi Arabia and got this stuff. I've never actually like I've gone to a rig. I've never actually held a bucket of oil, and oh, not like. Um, <laughs> so you're saying wait, not like. Sorry, I'm, I'm all zoned out. It's, uh, it's black oil, like just black. Like black oil, not like lighter fluid. Like no, black oil. Like black oil. So it took him yeah, a while. Son. It took him a while to get it like lit. That pool table put up a fight. Then they said, "Okay, we got to make this thing go boom." So they lit a fire underneath the pool table too, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. They they lit it on fire. They pulled the pool, these piping hot pool balls, and they started throwing it at each other because they were drinking and acting stupid. And then they started jumping over the pool table, like when it fell to the ground, while holding their beers short, <laughs> short ways and long ways. And these are unathletic white guys in like spares. Yeah, dude, that's that white boy. Is. That's <laughs> definitely that white boy. Is right there. I love it. And uh, guess what, folks? Just for you. We have a video of this. You can go to my Instagram account. I put together a little mosaic at Carter the Power, and they were, well, Cody was, they were so pumped that you and I talked about them on WWL. They were, that made their night. And the video starts, nice. That the, nice. the, the Instagram video starts uh, with Cody professing his love for you. And like, T-Bob, t- t- he said something like, T-Bob, uh, T-Bob said, y'all going to do this with no regards to anything. And he's like, hell yeah, we are. So that's just um, that's just how it went down. That makes me so happy. That's a true, that gets five sausage egg and cheese biscuits out of five. Yes, that's that's a true TTFP listener. We're, we're, not, we're not the smartest guys when it comes to LSU football. We don't follow recruiting, or at least I don't anymore as close as – Actually, you and I have never really followed recruiting. Tim does. Tim still gets really disappointed. He was, like, bumming hard yesterday. God, I, I, dude, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't get the recruiting thing and how much we care about it. I, You know, I, one thing I, I don't get is, like, how can, a, how can an adult, rational human being follow kids that are not graduating from high school till 2019? Like, sophomores in high school. Like, how, like... In what way do you think that's healthy for your psyche? Like, what what are you getting out of that? What is your uh, you're excited this kid might be coming to play for your school here in a a, a few months? What? It was, yeah, dude. Like sexy eighteen year olds, right? Everybody dude. knows there's nothing better than an eighteen year old hard body. And you know what? Like, this is real. Like, older men do this, 
and they lock themselves in their room in their study and they read this stuff and it's good obviously for the pockets of 247 and those guys but like they they're addicted like some people can't get enough of it and they tweet these recruits it's their life and they they're like there are grown men and yes I don't mean to just stereotype men it's just men doing this because this is men stuff they aren't spending time with their families and they're worried about this like that it's a real this is real stuff so I, I we don't talk recruiting not just because of that but like that stuff just creeps me the hell out a little weird in the other setting it'd be very odd but the new york times study that i read that said that uh or wasn't a study by the times i read it in the times that uh, these guys came over the figure that a five-star recruit is worth like almost five hundred grand annually to a school. At T. Bob, 50. so there is some. There, there, there's something to be said. There's some monetary implications on the line. All right, I'm glad to say before we get out of here that I helped the LSU recruiting. I made a Lane Kiffin parody video. I don't know if you got to watch that or not. <laughs> um, no, I'm not, dude. You, dude, I even tagged you on it. That's terrible co-hostmanship. It's not like you've been yeah, busy. Yeah, not my bad, dude. It's not I've like, been staying off of Twitter a little bit, taking a little break. It's not like it's been like an emotional 24 hours for you or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> get over yourself. Goodness. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Follow me, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, at Car of the Power. You can find my Lane Kiffin parody video. And it is – I everyone's told me it's funny. The only downside is if you haven't seen the Lane Kiffin parody video, FAU football took it down. Those sons of guns, they took it down. Because they eventually saw how bad it was. And they might have watched my parody video and saw, like, how dumb their video was. Anyway, T-Bob, as always, man, I just got to tell you, I love your face. All right, Carter. Thanks, man. It was fun. Shout out to all the TDFP listeners. You're all the best. Thanks for listening to the Tiger Tackle Football Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter at TBob53 and Carter the Power.